Welcome to Dear Friends and Dead Ends Podcast. My name is Ashley. My name is Cody. Cases may contain graphic material as well as explicit language. Intro music. Welcome to the Hell Zone by Spooky Black Vague 003 Remix. Recording. I don't even know if I remember what episode of Rihanna's is 45. Yes. And I only know that because, uh, well, I mean, that also might not be right. <laughs> Quite honestly. We think we know. Um, we think we know. Because I've been saving them as whatever I think they yes. are. Yes. Yes. That's right. Me and my genius headlines. Or, um, sorry, titles for the episodes. Okay. Um... Sorry, guys, it has been two weeks since you've heard our voice, or you're welcome, depending on how you feel. But um, I think between my situation going on with my family and, like, stuff that's been going on with Cody, it's just, it was really tough last week to <laughs> yeah to get it, uh, to get an episode out. So I have a couple things that are going to take a little bit more time, so I'm going to try and have more information for you. But of course, it's also the holiday season, so I think everyone's a little bit bogged down, a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah, so I, I agree. Probably, I think they understand. Yeah, they'll be all right. It's fine. Cody it wasn't. Give a shit. It wasn't a. It wasn't a fucking nine month hiatus like last time. We missed a week. It's That's true. Yeah, fine. You're right. you're right. They they still came back after nine months, ten months. Usually after nine months, the parents leave. <laughs> they don't normally come back. Yeah, usually they stay gone. Usually they don't. You're, <laughs> you're dead. There is, no, uh, there is no return. No, unfortunately. I'm not speaking from experience at all. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, I... <laughs> I started I started to say like you don't have to wait another 10 years for your dad to come home with those cigarettes and then I was like Ugh. I think we've maxed that out at 20 years. I think we're a little over 20 now. Mm. Yeah. That must be really hard to find. Just kidding. Um his brand was discontinued. <laughs> that's really all it is. He's just been trying to save up enough money so he can get them on eBay. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's where all his time is. Um, just kidding. I don't give a shit. So I know we have planned things that we had agreed on we were going to talk about today. Like I have some stuff I wanted to do. But this made me laugh so hard that I want to open with it. Oh, also, this yeah. is Dear Friends <laughs> and Dead Ends. Because for whatever reason, the past like three, four episodes, we just completely forget to... Did, or did we did we already introduce it? Honestly, we just said episode forty five, I think. See, the thing is, we really don't have to because I forgot our opener. We do it for ourselves already in the opener, God where it's damn like it. dear friends, dead ends, and then we like say our names and stuff. So oh, even yeah. though we've been like slightly pressed about it, we really don't need to be. Okay, we... fair enough. So, you're welcome, I'm guys. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> dead on. You guys would never know. So I have a quote from like a crazy crime headline 
and I want you to tell me what you think this person is getting so worked up over. Because it's have, not okay. going to be anything you're going to fucking guess. Okay. Okay. It's in Florida, of course. Naturally. Of course. The quote is, I'll stab you in your fucking face. I'll stab you in your fucking face. Why do you think this person is so mad? Like, what are they upset over? It is an actual object. It's an actual thing. But that's all the only thing I want to give you. Is it? Is it another, like, is it another, like, they they gave me nine chicken nuggets in my ten chicken nugget meal. I mean, you're you're on it when it comes to food, but it's oh it's yeah, not, it's not a drive through though. It's not a drive through okay, like it's not fast food. Face. It's not at a restaurant. Did someone eat uh like someone's like leftovers? Oh, that would be a good guess. No, 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 no. Uh, you want to keep guessing, or you want to? Uh. Oh, this it is makes kind me of, laugh so hard. <laughs> this is fun. Um, it keeps making me laugh thinking about it. So, but it is food. I got that part. It, it is food. It is food. I don't think you're it gonna guess food. it though. It's not it, like did uh it's a did like food. oh well then never it's mind. I don't know about those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not no, man-made. You... Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Oh no, I'm yeah, I'm serious. I the, the was it about is, kale. No, it's not. Um, so, the quote is, I'll stab you in your fucking face. Here is the article from Oxygen. A Florida teen girl allegedly attacked her own elderly grandparents, even chasing her grandfather with a knife after she felt she didn't get enough tomatoes to eat. Tomatoes? <laughs> yes. Of all things, a fucking tomato? Yes. Tomatoes here, like, tomatoes are fine. Wow. That's aggressive. Yeah. Katie Jade Gates, 19, allegedly felt that her supper plate was a bit skimpy on the tomatoes. So her grandmother told police, quote, that she became angry because she wanted to eat more than her fair share of tomatoes at the dinner table and began to throw a fit because she couldn't have more tomatoes and said, quote, I'll stab you in your fucking face. How old is this bitch? 19. Okay, so there's a couple things that are bothering me about this. One, it feels... <laughs> oh, she's so proud of herself, too. Look at that. She... Oh, I wonder I wonder if she's one of those, like, weaponized vegans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where they're Maybe. like, where they're like, I'd rather kill a person than, like, eat a, eat a hamburger. Um... I mean, veganism's not bad. I don't give a shit about that. I just hate when they're like, mm, mac, 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 mac. like, okay, shut up. Okay, so, oh, mm, my oh God. okay, hang on. So, do you have another question? I have many. Um, <laughs> so, does it note in the article whether or not maybe there was something else going on and it wasn't just about, uh, you know how, like, it might have been the straw that broke the camel's back? Mm. Oh, I'm reading real quick. Also, who is just eating a fucking side of tomatoes? I mean, do there might have been other that? things. There might have been other things on the plate, but she was just really focused on the tomatoes. Also, the person that wrote the article is making me laugh. Pointed out that her jumpsuit is also red, which is the color of a tomato, so she <laughs> had to wear the color of a tomato for her mugshot. <laughs> so that's why she's all smiles. Dude. So okay. So there's a little bit 
more nothing like involving drugs or they don't say anything about like mental health so they then say that obviously once she found out she couldn't have more tomatoes she got violent and she threw a water bottle at her grandfather she threw a pack of cigarettes at another relative who's who's in their 70s which struck them in the eye and then she (laughs) and then her grandfather confronted her about her obvious bad behavior so this is when she grabbed the knife and she said motherfucker motherfucker i'll stab you in your fucking face she chased him out of the house and began to poke the knife towards his face nearly striking him in the face with she got close enough she almost got him how old is he um i don't think they say his age oh you just said it was a 70 year old no the relative the, the other relative right in okay their 70s okay with the cigarettes oh damn I, okay, well, one, good on Grandpa for still having that mobility and the the fucking speed to get away from this little vegan. Um, dog, to get that upset over tomatoes? Yeah, you wouldn't have guessed that at all, would you? No. So that and, was... like, just a side of tomatoes. There weren't yeah, enough she... tomatoes on her plate? Like, tomato sauce, okay. I, I'm not saying I agree with you, but I can see, I can, I, tomato sauce makes more sense to me. Uh, yeah. Ketchup makes more sense to me. Yeah. Just, just fucking tomatoes on a plate. I'm not, I'm not there with you. Yeah. I don't know what else the meal included, but she was very fixated on the tomatoes. So. Yeah. She, she. Obviously. There, uh, well. Hmm. Yeah, I I was gonna say I I think I think there's a bit more to it than, or it ooh hang on, is there a vitamin in tomatoes that lowers your aggression? Because if she didn't hit her quota, maybe that's why she popped off. I mean, obviously I know there's good stuff in it. I know it has lutein, but I don't know beyond that. I have no idea. What the fuck is lutein? It's something that's really good for you. What the specifics of it, I don't know, but I'll look it up because we all like to be educated here on this podcast, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Google this for me. Do tomatoes make you nicer? (laughs) Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. This is so retinent, like so relevant to my job. Lutein is one of two major carotenoids found in the human eye so like in the retina and the macula which is part of the retina so it functions as a light filter to protect the eye tissue from sunlight damage so it's really good for your oh, eyes oh wow okay and i work with an eye doctor specifically a retina doctor so hmm. this so start is, eating tomatoes apparently other foods that are rich in lutein obviously kale go figure egg yolk actually is on the list hmm. Zucchini, grapes, squash, corn, aren't, kiwi. Aren't carrots good for your eyes, or is that like one of those old wives' tales? It's a myth, unfortunately. I mean, they're oh. good for you to some degree, but yeah, it's, that's a myth. Hmm. So, Interesting. Hopefully nobody told you that, because as we can see, it ain't working. No. I mean, obviously it don't work for me either. I Yeah, this, these this three-inch thick, three thick lenses that I have to wear to be able to see anything is because I did not eat tomatoes when I was a child. <laughs> I think I refused them too, but also I was genetically fucked, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, I just, I, I popped out my mama blind as fuck. I would believe that, actually. 
No, I did. I was one. Of, I was. I was one of those kids that they had to patch my eye, because oh, like did they, you got patched. Yeah, oh, they I had didn't to. Know that. Yeah, they had to patch my eye. Um, I don't. I don't remember which one, because like, because I, I guess one of them was just going all like loosey goosey or some shit. Strabismus. Um, yeah, yeah, strabismus. Strabismus. <laughs> um, Sorry, I need to stop like with my that that made. <laughs> made me think of that stupid vine or tiktok or whatever where what? the girl's standing in front of the christmas tree and she just keeps going merry merry merry, merry christmas merry merry christmas merry chrysler you don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> all right don't. never mind moving on <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the boy in in the box announcement um it, oh right you have it, wait was that not your headline no, I have like a whole friggin' spiel for my head. Oh, that was just a funny thing that. That was just a funny oh, thing okay. that made me oh, laugh yeah. so hard. All right, cool. So, I am not sure if I have. Where the fuck is my mouse? I feel right, like you on. have. I feel like you haven't covered it because I knew about it already, but I don't think it's because you covered it. I so, uh, listeners, I may have covered a story, but I don't remember. Um, shocker. <laughs> the the unnamed boy in a box, boy in the box, hmm. uh, hmm. from sixty five years ago, has finally been named. Um, he was, I think, he was just like a naked kid they found in a like a, a stroller box, right? Yeah, it wasn't a refrigerator box, right? It was yeah, it was like a stroller or like a um like a bassinet. It was like it was a it was a fucked up box to put a dead kid in. I mean, any box you put a yeah. dead kid in is fucked up, but like it was one of those like made it like a little salt on the wound, you know? Yeah, we have not covered it. No. Um so yeah, the uh the famous boy in the box has finally been named. Um, and that was the headline that I was talking about, I don't know, whenever the fuck we last recorded, or maybe, the, I don't know, whatever. It, I think it was time, too. Time yeah. is a bullshit construct and nothing means anything anymore. Um, but Boy in the Box has finally been identified. He was four-year-old Joseph Augustus, Augustus Zarelli. Um... So, one of Philadelphia's oldest unsolved homicides uh, mm-hmm. has not been solved, but they at least have a name um, for this poor child. Uh, that That's one of those big ones that people just assumed would never be named. Um, there's a couple yeah. of them. The, the Black Dahlia and, you know, oh, all like that sort of her shit. Case. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I it's one of those... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's one of those things that we, you know, a lot of people never thought that it would be, um, you would be identified, and it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's pretty cool that he was, um, you know, I, family that, you know, may have, still be in the area, anything like that, they finally kind of can be able to find some peace. Um, yeah, I think one of his siblings has been obviously notified but i don't remember if they came out and said anything but i know that his parents are obviously deceased 
and mm-hmm. um what else was it there was something else to it i yeah like the investigation for that is just beginning but it's it would be so hard to try and get information when you know like so many people that would have known anything they're, yeah. they're gone they're gone yeah he uh he was uh we don't need to cover all the sad parts of the story maybe i'll cover it now that it's been identified i don't know mm-hmm. whatever yeah who goes first this time uh you do really yeah because you i went first last time <sighs> motherfucker because I think that was the week we, was that the week we recorded really fast? I think so. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 because. I had to take the cat to the vet. And I'm pretty sure, was that that week or was that the week before? <laughs> I, I think that was that week because I, uh, I, man, I don't fucking know. I, like I said, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fucking lost at this point. It's been a rough week. Uh, whatever. I don't remember things. I thought today was Monday earlier, and then I got excited that today was Friday. Both were wrong. Really batting a thousand over here. But yeah, I'm almost positive you're right. Maybe not. Maybe it was the one before it, where we were like going really... No, I did open last time. You did. Okay, Okay. yeah, it was. It was. It was, because we were laughing so hard at the, uh, give your money now. Oh, the fucking highlighter guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Personal hero. Okay. All right. It's me now. Uh... <laughs> Fuck. Best of luck, guys. Oh, Best of luck. man. Yeah. So, Julie Ward was a 28-year-old publishing assistant in 1988. Ooh. She had decided to take an extended leave of absence uh, from her job to focus on her passion. Mm-hmm. She was actually also an amateur wildlife photographer. And that that's what really, you know, excited her. That's, that's what she loved to do. Um, she just happened to be a publishing assistant. Okay. In February of 1988, she left... Bury St. Edmunds, usually just apparently referred to as the Bury in England. The Bury. The Bury. And traveled to the Maasai, Maasai Mara Game Reserve in Kenya. Maasai. Maasai. Mm-hmm. She would spend the next seven months photographing wildlife. Uh, culminating in September 1988 when she would be able to photograph the annual migration of wildebeest with her traveling partner, Dr. Glenn Burns. Glenn Barnes, as in Bucky Barnes? Burns. Burns, as in Ken Burns. Got it. Yep. Um, our, uh, this, uh, yeah, Ken Burns. Uh, Messiah is also a type of giraffe. Oh. I'm just saying, like, the name is, it makes sense. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, our spoiler alerts. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Are wildebeest what killed um, Mufasa? Shut the fuck up. Right? I mean, if you want to get, like, technical with what actually killed him. Well, okay. He was trampled by wildebeest. Right. If you but would like it was, to, it was, it was in a court of scar. law, we, I, think we, I think we could get Scar yeah. um, convicted. I fucking love Scar, though. Scar, 
Scar and Scar and Jafar are my favorite Disney villains, and I want tattoos of them both. I, you know, it's not my body. You do what you do. I, I uh, yeah, I don't. I love Doctor Facilier. He's one of my favorites. That's a uh, Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, also he, one of my all-time favorites. He's cool as fuck movie. too. Oh, <gasps> I never showed you. Hang on. What? Uh, what? This this isn't important, and it's not going to help the podcast, but I want to show you real quick. It is important, guys. It's not. Cody's not near his mic, so it doesn't matter. What is it? What is that? Oh, I can barely see it. Is it Scar? It's Scar with the hyenas. Stop it. When they're about to sing Be Prepared. Where the fuck did you get that? Hot Topic. Oh, dude, that's awesome. But yeah, I think they... uh... Dude, you finding me that Snape thing is still unfucking. I don't know how you found that thing. That was you, right? Yes. The Snape as yes. a what's that thing called? Hmm. The um yeah, the thing that turns into other things. Yes. Right? Anamorph. Just kidding. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, so Scar and Wildebeest killed Mufasa. Uh, the entire trip seemingly went off without any sort of complications or issues. This is back to Julie Ward. This is not still about Mufasa. Um, that is until the, (laughs) (laughs) that is until the very end of the trip. Mm. September 5th. Ward and Dr. Burns were headed to a new lodge. Yeah. So over the course of their um, their photography trip, uh, they would stay at different camps. They would stay at different lodges within the reserve, um, mm-hmm. traveling around, that sort of thing. Uh, so they were headed to a new lodge, and unfortunately their Jeep broke down. Which, this oh. is another weird thing that I'm completely sidetracking everything for. Um, I didn't realize that you can call i didn't realize that jeep is a type it's like a style of car and not the brand because like i was reading it and there they were they were driving like a kawasaki jeep or oh but they like it wasn't like a jeep brand but it was a jeep car they they created the original and they created that style of car therefore it is always a jeep I don't know. Coach. I don't know. I don't know if it's like the rectangles. Uh, mm-hmm. Rectangle is not a square, but square is always. Wait, a rectangle is not always a square, but a square is always a rectangle. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you? He looks so confused. I I'm I haven't been sleeping well this week, and I don't think that it is. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so the jeep broke down. Uh, Dr. Burns had had enough as far as traveling and this little hiccup was enough to cause him to cut his trip short and he decided to return to Nairobi uh, to prepare to head home. Okay. So he was just like, listen, I'm sure this will to be shit is going to be magical, but we've been, <laughs> we've been doing this for seven months at this point. No, for real? Seven months? Yeah. Seven months? Yeah, February all the way into September. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Um, so they had been Ooh. traveling for seven months, like just nonstop photography, all that stuff. And this last little hiccup, he was like, fuck it, man, I'm out. 
he probably didn't phrase it that way, but he was just like, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to pack my shit and go home. Um, mm-hmm. So Julie Ward, however, who was the more passionate one about the photography, uh, continued on with the guides to the lodge to stay the night there. Okay, so by herself. She, without her traveling partner, yes. Okay. So she wasn't there without other people. Right. But she was there without the person that she had been traveling with and trusted. Was it just them two or did they have like a group with them? It it was the two of them and like the guides, the rangers, that sort of thing. But those so are just the professional those are the, people. Right. Those are the those are the only two that aren't mm-hmm. like paid to be on the reserve to mm-hmm. guide people or anything like that. So she planned to wait for the truck to be repaired, and then uh, she was actually going to return the following day to a separate campsite to pick up some equipment that they needed to recover. Um, So they had been at a camping site, and when they left, they didn't pack up everything because they, I'm assuming, kind of thought they would be back. Right. And then the doctor was like, the Jeep's fucked, I'm out. Can you grab this stuff tomorrow? That's that's a lot. Seven months is a lot. So yeah, I mean, at seven months, at seven months, if if I was five minutes late for something and I'd been traveling, I'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm going home." This is shut up. (laughs) This is off the rails at this point. Um, I think I yeah, I think I could do like seven weeks and then I'd tap out. I think that's my max. There's I couldn't do that long. There's no way. Yeah, seven weeks probably. Yeah. Mm Hmm. I I might be able to pull off a month, maybe, maybe, but if Sarah's I, with you, if Sarah's with you, I think you can make it a month. Yeah, just yeah, for like I, you would having like your buddy, your person. Yeah, I I don't your life. I oh God, uh, yeah, I don't I don't like not being home. <laughs> like traveling period, you like you no, know, you like Chicago, right? You like oh yeah, no, I love I love I love traveling, but like yeah. my my limit. Like, I get to about a week, and I'm like, I'm good. Um, yeah, I mean. That's okay. After a couple weeks, yeah. I, I think that's my max is, like, two weeks. I mean, if it was something that I was incredibly passionate about, yeah. You know, it might be longer than a week, but, like. So, maybe even a, a lie. Maybe I'd make it two weeks. Yeah, I mean, even, even like, a, even a regular vacation, by the end of the vacation, I'm like, I cannot fucking wait to be home. Mostly, it's like, I just want to get that flight home over with. Because I have so much anxiety flying. Like, uh, I've only time. I've only ever flown the once, and that was to Hawaii. And really, yeah, that was that's a fucking baptism by fire. Never been on a plane before, and my first flight is thirteen hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, but I I loved being on the plane because it was basically like I at that I mean at that point I I was sleeping even worse than I do now. So I would be like up. I was sleeping like four, like best case scenario, like four hours a night. So we were on the plane and they were like, my, my parents were like, well, you can just watch TV. And I was like, you're telling me the next 13 hours I can watch movies. I got you. Um, so back to this story, the following day, September 6th with the truck repaired, she got in the truck by herself and drove off. It did, she knew where she was going? She knew where she was going. 
Um, she was going just back to the camp. I don't think it was like, it, it wasn't terribly far. Um, you know, probably less than like 10, 15 miles, but mind you, you are okay. out in a game reserve. Um, yeah. So unfortunately she would drive off by herself and she would not return. Those damn jeeps. It was reported that she was missing pretty quickly. Um, mm. So within it, it, especially when you're expected back on like a mm. game reserve like that. Yeah. Um, you know, within especially like especially in a foreign country, probably. I don't know where she lives, but I would imagine. Yeah, she 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 was there from England, so she normally lives in England, and she was in Kenya. Yes. Um, she was. She was uh, reported missing, mm -hmm. and her father, who was actually a very well-to-do uh, hotelier, um, which I, that's a real stupid way to say that he owned hotels. It's not that stupid. Hotelier? I hate it. Uh, her like father... Lumiere. Lumiere. So I just so like so saying say Lumiere. Hotelier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so her father, as soon as he found out she was missing, flew to Kenya to join the search for his daughter. Yeah. The park rangers mm -hmm. weren't terribly willing to help her look, help him look. It, it was very kind of like, like shitty kind of like drag your feet sort of like, I don't know, is she over here? She's not over here. I don't, I don't know, because I feel like I would be like, fuck, they could be anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Right. They, they took, they're in a car. Like, what, <laughs> what would you like me to do? The problem okay. is, okay. Um, he actually, uh, her dad, John, um, yeah. had actually contacted a different explorer group in the area. So they were not native to Kenya, but they were known in the reserve Mm -hmm. And they were allowed to be there. And they had a ton of resources. Okay. One of which was planes. Uh, okay. So John said, hey, you know, I'm here. I'm looking for my daughter. Um, would you be willing to help? The, uh, the, ex the explorers and the workers that were not native to Kenya... Mm -hmm. were more than willing to help immediately said like absolutely um you know we'll we'll gas up all the planes we'll get up in mm -hmm. the sky we'll start looking mm -hmm. and the kenyan officials shut that down would would not allow them to officially help join the search interesting which isn't a great look yeah not really that was smart. So with this, because I guess, I, so this, the other group technically did, like, I guess, work in the reserve. Mm -hmm. So they kind of had to follow the officials thing or else they're, they're going to screw up their gig. You know what I mean? Right. They're, they're yep. going to wind up fired if they're not following rules. So John Ward, uh, being the Mr. Fat Pockets that he was, went ahead Mr. and hired. Fat he hired a private plane um, and asked them to start canvassing the area. Okay. So John and this pilot 
are up in one of those little rinky-dink planes, yeah. and they're, you know, buzzing back and forth looking for yeah. things. The pilot was actually able to spot a jeep near one of the rivers. Okay. They were immediately concerned as mm. the top of the Jeep had SOS written on it. So they landed the plane as close as possible. And it's been how long? It, I actually don't recall. It, it, it okay. had been, I do believe it was, I, no, it was, it was about a week. Okay. I believe he found her like day seven of her missing. Okay. They parked, the pilot was like, listen, I... Parked the plane. (laughs) They, yeah, they, whatever. Yeah, you fucking park a plane after you land it. Um, Yeah, probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they landed the plane. No, I like, yeah, I like, it's very alliteration, parked the plane. And then John said, like, I I need to do this. I I need to go over and look into what's going on. The pilot did, and unfortunately, close to where the Jeep was found, Julie Ward's remains were found. No boy. He found her leg. No. He found part of her jaw. I'm sorry. And the rest of her was, quote-unquote, mauled and burned. Okay. That answers that. So... He made the authorities aware of this. The authorities came out. They did their investigation. And they informed John that she had been... She had been killed... She had been killed by an animal. Stop it. And then, clearly, lightning had struck where she had died... And started a fire. God, those fucking pyro lions. They just fucking maul and then just like... Right? Oh my god. So, he he was like, I kind of like the Ron Burgundy, like, I don't believe you. Oh yeah, no. He was told it was likely a form of suicide, and they basically just dismissed him. So, according to the according to the Kenyan authorities, she drove her jeep mm-hmm. down by the river. Mm-hmm. She wrote SOS on the top, mm-hmm. and then she f- provoked some sort of animal yeah. to tear her apart. Yeah, please give me violent death. And then. She was lucky enough to have her final resting place struck by lightning and that set a fire. What a blessing. I mean, right? That was one of my birthday wishes. <laughs> Never came true. Nope. Not yet. Hey, there's always next year. That's right. 33. Lucky number 33. <laughs> 33rd time's a charm. Obviously, this is bullshit, guys. Obviously, ridiculous. So, uh, so he, he, he went home. There was nothing really else that he could do. Mm -hmm. Um, and he spent the next 
two years fighting to have a further investigation. The Kenyan officials, again, just kind of like, dude, she killed herself. We're sorry. Would you want them to investigate? Right. Mm. So, Mm. not known to the Kenyan officials, he was also talking to the UK foreign secretary. Okay. He finally convinced the UK foreign secretary at the time to order an investigation by the team at Scotland fucking yard. Ooh, the big boys. The big boys. So they went over and I assume their investigation took like, I don't know, 20 minutes. Um, and they found like head spinningly quickly that no, she had actually like, even from the little bit of evidence that you've been able to gather and bring back to us. Yeah. She was dismembered by a hatchet. Oh God. And then doused in gasoline and lit on fire. Mm. So absolutely just brutal murder the team from scotland yard even found two suspects but unfortunately they couldn't uh is it extradite yes they couldn't extradite them so their trial was held in kenya and sounds reliable so the original unfortunate end to julie ward happened in 1988 In 1990, he finally got the investigation. Okay. And in 1992, the two suspects were acquitted. Great. So, again, in 1997, Mm -hmm. someone was accused and put on trial. Yay. This was Simon McCalla, who Uh was actually the head warden of Maasai Mara Reserve at the time of her murder. He was acquitted as well in 1999 after his trial. I'm so confused. Wait, what? He he was also, they they also gathered enough evidence in 97 to, to uh, provoke a trial or get a trial started for Simon McCalla. Um, and with, I, I guess, I don't know if their trials are long or if it takes a while to get into court or what, but in 99, he was also acquitted after his trial. So this is the third person. This is not one of the other two people. Correct. Okay, that was my confusion. Okay. Though it should be noted that when McCalla was helping, quote-unquote, air quotes, Fuck. helping... Uh-huh. With the investigation, yeah. without being informed of where the remains or Jeep was, yeah. he walked directly to it. And when I say it was down by the river, I don't mean there was, like, a truck stop and it just happened to be by the river. It wasn't like a field of nothing but river and then Correct. Like a river and one tree. It was, it was, it was like, essentially it was very clear that someone was trying to hide this car. Interesting. Okay. It was, it was in, in such a position that there's really, there's really no doubt 
that whoever parked it did it with purpose, and that purpose was to not make it terribly easy to find. So there's really, the way they described the area is there's really only like one possible way Mm -hmm. to get down to this Jeep. And Simon McCalla was just like, do, 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 do. All right, so it's here, right? And everyone was like, what the fuck? How did you know that? And he was like, oh, didn't you, like, didn't you guys tell me? No. Uh, I mean, it just makes sense that it's over here. So it's ultimately an unsolved murder. It's just a wildly fucked up crime. And to make it all worse... In yeah. 2004, an yeah. anonymous source, an anonymous source, an so anonymous weird. source, reached out to those still working on the case and said he had witnessed it. Wow. He was a Kenyan intelligence officer at that time, and was seemingly working undercover to try and figure out what the like what the reserve people were doing because there were multiple shady things going on i'm just imagining him full camouflage as like a tree right not quite he was he was actually on the team with these other people that's less exciting he so like i said he was a kenyan intelligence officer um and was too afraid to stop what was happening to her because it was so awful and brutal. He claims that, surprise, surprise, there was three people. Yeah. That's weird, because three people were almost tried with it. Yeah. Three people had gang-raped Julie Ward. Wow. And then... After forcing her to paint SOS on top of the car and park it by the river, they brought her back up to close to the camp and she was brutally murdered. And that anonymous source has never reached out again. But there was a pretty fucking just badass uh, letter that John Ward wrote Mm -hmm. saying... The officials won't say it, but I fucking will. These people killed my daughter. And he published it in 2012. And okay. it's it's uh it's a fucking read. Like okay. he's not pulling any punches and he just put it out there like, yeah, okay, the officials won't say it, the Kenyan officials won't say it, Scotland Yard won't say it. It was these motherfuckers they did this to my daughter and he explains what they did and it's 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 a heavy read but like it's that's so that's badass to me just being like, like fuck it if you have the means to publish like it's not that hard to honestly cuz it's it's not as expensive as you would think to self publish something right. but the fact that it's it's really impressive for him to put that out there regardless of what people have to say about it it's, yeah so yeah, absolutely fucked up story. Um, it hey doesn't look like we're the only country with corrupt government officials. So that's what? 
That's. Are you sure? I, I don't know. You sure? I think nothing ever goes wrong in Britain. Zero corruption. Great Britain. The UK. Are you being funny? Oh, okay. I was about to say, you know about Prince Andrew, right? No. You don't know about Prince Andrew? I know I know about... I know. He's a piece of shit. Like He's awful. Jeffrey Epstein, awful. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, not good. He's like his best friend. Yep. So, yeah. Why did you... So, what? So, sorry, that was a downer. Yeah. It, I mean, I thought it was a really interesting story. Um, I did forget how heavy it was mm -hmm. and how bad of a week we've had thanks so oopsie doodles yeah that this one's on me guys someone go steal his tomatoes it'll make me angry okay and then, so just, and then you'll ride your e-bike around oh god it's so fun yeah, you got an e-bike, everyone. Yep. Stay off the road. So the start saving that bail money. <laughs> oh, he was like, he was like, oh, I'm going to be fine. I probably won't get a DUI. And I was like, yeah, no. Uh, Clint, and Clinton what, probably didn't have sexual relations with that woman. What I, what I said. Oh, oh, no, that is what I said. Never mind. Well, but the third, the first thing I said was that if if I get a DUI, it will be on that bike. It would never be in a car. You did say you did say that that was your intro, yeah. And then you said don't do that, and I said I probably won't. And then you said the Clinton thing, and I laughed real hard. And he's still alive, guys. So he's made it. Yep, I only got to ride it the once. It's been rainy as fuck here. Also, guys, Cody's birthday is this Saturday, the seventeenth super fucking important he's gonna be i don't know how old he has no idea how old oh no sarah uh sarah told me yesterday i'm gonna be 34 34 34 oh, no, wait that is that is right? right fuck i just aged myself up god damn it how am i turning into you yes because we're, we're two years apart so you are yes 34 you will be 34 i'm 32 oh okay oh yeah i was, I was thinking 33 and 35 which is why i got so confused well, that because you were talking about your next mm -hmm. birthday being 33 earlier. Yep. We're mentally stable. Cha-cha-cha. I no. forgot. I, I forgot my birthday was this week. Like, legitimately. Yeah, they're not going to buy that for a second. The whole stability thing. Yes. I Once it starts getting close to it, I always think of your birthday because I think you're one of the very few people I know that have a birthday in December. Also, Amanda... Your birthday twin. Yep. Amanda, my birthday twin. Uh, w funny little story. <laughs> One time I mm -hmm. called Amanda on the phone no, no, no. to ask her when her birthday was. <laughs> because I think at that I think at that point I had been up for like I had been up for like a day and a half. Oh and I was God. like, I was like, why the fuck can't I remember what Amanda's birthday was or something like that? And I called her and she was just like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, oh, okay, you're angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still didn't click. Oh, yeah. No, and so then... Saturday I'll be 34. So that's neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, how old so do you have to be to run for president? 
Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. I think you have to be 40-something. That doesn't feel right. 45, 35, How know. old do presidents 30? be? 45? Um, the president must be a natural-born citizen of the United States. Oh, you're screwed. They have to have been a resident of the United States for 14 years. Okay. And be at least 35 years old. I'm one year away, baby. Woo! Yes, with all of your political experience, I'm sure you're a shoo-in. We, oh, dude, if this, oh, Cody's going to sleep his way to the top, guys. He's going he's gonna to sleep his way to the top. Ugh. <laughs> Just so many wrinkly old dicks I'd have to slap around. Yeah, he's only upset because they're wrinkly. That's really all it is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the main problem. <laughs> it's, it's not the dicks. Ugh, they're gross. Wrinkled. They're too old. <laughs> it was fine until the wrinkles. Yeah, um, gross. Oh god, what were we actually? Oh, it's me, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Technically, it's a headline, but this headline is also a case. So I'm very sorry, guys. I'm very sorry, Cody. We're in for a little bit. Did you eat? What? You, did you eat? Have you no. eaten? Fuck, Cody. Do you want to get like a snack? What? Do you want to it's... eat while I'm doing this? What time is it? It's almost eight. It's all... Yeah, it's almost eight. I'm fine. I'll eat later. That is so bizarre to me. I can't handle it. Okay. Anyway. I'm just gonna fucking eat like a sun butter and jelly sandwich. I don't that even sounds... know if we have food right now. Don't make it sound so sad. I don't leave the house anymore. Okay. There's delivery also. There's delivery. There's a Walmart. I don't want to pay for right? the delivery food. Delivery God. fee. That's Cody in a nutshell. I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to pay for that. Anyway. Save that money. I mean, that is how he's done well with his life, in theory. Anyway. That was that was a downer. What is... Anyway. What? I don't You're not know. wrong. I try and avoid spending money, and then I do okay. No, he's he's done quite well. He's and then and then I, and then I buy, I then I buy really stupid expensive shit, and then it's all for naught. But he can easily afford it, so it's fine. Yes, I will continue. Okay, so we are gonna move into the headline that I'm gonna do at the end of this story I'm doing real quick, and this is the disappearance of Robert Hoagland. Do you know this? No. Excellent. That's perfect. So one of the reasons that it piqued my interest was his nickname was Hoagie. And we know how I feel about food. So I instantly I'm like, I'm in. Also, this case was on Investigation Discovery on the show Disappeared, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. I fucking love that show. So Robert Hoagland, uh, he was a local chef in Newtown, Connecticut. If that name sounds familiar, it might, because about seven months before he disappeared in July of 2013, there was unfortunately a mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in December oh, of 2012 fuck. in Newtown, Connecticut. 
seven God minutes God damn before. it. I knew I recognized that. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. And the only reason it's relevant is it, it was the same town. He lived in the same town as the Sandy Hook shooting and those poor Jesus. families. Yeah. But you don't hear it all the time, so I thought it was important to mention the connection just with the I town. do just want to take a quick moment to say fuck Alex Jones. Yeah, that's uh, that whole situation is really unfortunate. And I will tell you, there was someone at one point in my life who almost got me with the whole, like, the whole truthers nonsense because they wanted me to watch a bunch of videos. No, 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 no. Because they were like, well, there's no footage. There's no footage. So I went down that rabbit hole one night and I'm like looking at it, looking at it. And I'm not for the record. I'm not one of those people. But it, I didn't realize they didn't have footage because it's children and they cut it. They didn't want to show it because it's right. children. So, but also like the fact that. Do I know he, this person? He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. You do. You do. We can talk about this later. All right, cool. You got to let uh, me know. I'm not saying on the, oh, God. And, and this person may not even feel the same way that they did at that time. It could, they could have gone down a rabbit hole. You know what I mean? You're not going to expect them. So you're huh. really not. I don't think so. Anyway, so Robert Hoagland, a.k.a. Hoagie, is a local chef in Newtown, Connecticut. He also worked as a property appraiser on the side. So we arrive at the date of July 28th of 2013. This case baffles me and like just endlessly in terms of like why, how, and we're going to get to that in just a bit. So it's late morning. Robert okay. Hoagland, he's mowing his lawn. This is like 10, 11 a.m. Uh, his son, he has a brief conversation with him, which is verified by a neighbor. A neighbor sees them have a conversation. The okay. son heads heads out, takes the car. Robert continued to mow the lawn. Okay. Earlier that morning, Robert was captured at a mobile gas station. Um, he was fueling up his wife's car. She was supposed to come back the next day from being out of town. She was in a different country. So he fueled up her car um, and is seen on the CCTV footage. So there's actual, like, electronic footage evidence. Of okay, yes. yeah. So we see him do that, but he also buys a roadmap. He bought a roadmap in 2013? Yes. So I'm very nostalgic. I actually have my mom's old Atlas. I don't know how long she had that thing. That's in the back pocket of the driver's seat of my car. I don't use it. I just like having it there. It just right. brings me comfort. Yeah. So it is, it is a bit weird. 2013, you have a roadmap. Usually everyone used Google or Waze or whatever. Right. So it's a little bit, little bit weird, but maybe that's just how we wanted to do things. I don't know. So July 28th was a Sunday. Um, the very next day, Robert does not get go to work. He doesn't show to work. Also, okay. that afternoon, this is the 29th of July. He was supposed to pick his wife up from the airport Monday afternoon on the 29th. He did not. She hmm. was at, she landed at JFK airport in New York city because they were close enough. That was the largest airport just made sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he was supposed to pick her up and does not show. So. And safe he, to assume like no communication didn't tell her like, Hey, I'm running late. Just not there. 
Okay. Exactly. They had a plan. They had spoken two days before. And okay. I'll get into that. But th- there was a set plan. It wasn't just like, hey, I'll pick you up if I can. Like, they had uh, a plan. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Robert Hoagland was born in 1963. At this time that he vanishes in late July of 2013, he's about 49, 50 years old. Okay. Because they don't, we don't know his exact birth date for whatever reason. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. I, yeah. That mystified me, but I was like, okay. Um, he had been married to his wife, Lori, for many years. They raised three boys, all of whom were grown at the time. Lori and Robert had been separated at one point for about two years, but then they decided to reconcile. They got back together. Um, so everything was going well. That year in 2013, things were somewhat calm, but they did have a little bit of a stressful situation going on with their son, Max. Max at the time is 24 and he is unfortunately a drug addict. So he's recovering. He goes to rehab in 2013. And then Robert, I thought this was the sweetest thing. So Robert took it upon himself to quit his job as a local chef. And he began working for a friend's law firm. And he brought Max onto the law firm to help. So he took him under his wing. So he gave Max a job essentially. Oh, okay. Very cool. While he's trying to rehabilitate his life. And also they made a plan as a family. They were like, Hey, why don't we hike the Appalachian trail later this summer? We'll do it as a family. It'll be, get us away from everything, you know, right. Like distract us, like something just really positive to look forward to. Yeah. And I'd imagine that's like a super bonding experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially if you're, like, recovering, and I think it's so easy if you're in your normal day-to-day and you know the places to go yeah, to get to get the drugs if yeah. you want to. So, like I said, Lori was flying back home the 29th. She was flying home from Turkey. She had gone there with her friends. She was there for two weeks. Too long. What was that? Too long. I want a week, and I want to go home. I think two weeks is good because you need time to adjust. And then time to... Oh, actually, that does make sense. Usually it's not that long. Usually it's a couple days. Yeah. Depending. It really depends on what time change you're going to. So the first week went fine while she's in Turkey. The second week, however, it's a little bit chaotic at home. Two laptops go missing from the Hoagland residence. And Robert was very suspicious that Max had sold them for drugs. Right. So he sends an email to Lori and he's like, hey, I'm so sorry I wasn't keeping a better eye on him, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. They are missing and I think he sold them. Then we find out Robert went to Bridgeport, Connecticut to confront people that Max had sold the laptops to. Like full on went to them like, hey, I'm going to fuck you up if you let him buy drugs again or whatever. He didn't say that exact phrasing. But he did yeah. go aggressively as a father, like, hey, yeah, knock it off, not okay, all that Cut stuff. Cut the shit. Exactly. Um, another discovery happens after Robert has gone missing. They discover that three days before he disappeared, he took out $600 from their joint bank account. Like okay. that's like that's not like life starting over money that right. you could use that for bills. You could use that for like to pay back someone. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not. I don't know. I don't it, know. What it's you a would use it's that a for. larger amount, but it's not like a. It it's not 
like to me it's not like a crazy amount like it's it's, it's more it, yeah. it's like it's it sounds more like a um irresponsible purchase than it does like hey i'm gonna run away yeah it's not an alarming level yeah so yeah it, it could have been a number of things like how much was your e-bike don't worry about it cody no i really legitimately want to know will you, it, will you tell me off it was 800 are you joking no are they really that expensive some of them are and the one I got was <laughs> the I mean, one. I, in all fairness, the one I wanted was uh, fifteen hundred. Jesus Christ! I mean, if you're going to treat yourself, it it should be something actually impressive. And yeah, I don't exciting. I don't buy crazy shit uh, super often. You don't buy like normal things that often. Like yeah. you avoid certain parts. Anyway, moving on. Hey, good for you. Okay, like I said, two days before he went missing, there was a phone call. Okay, so it was the night before he went missing, but two days before she landed back in the U.S. They agreed. They had a conversation. He was going to pick her up. I already mentioned he gassed up her car. It was her Volkswagen. It wasn't his car that he gassed up. He bought the map. He bought some bagels that morning for him and Max. He buys all of this at like 6.45 in the morning. Like, Cody doesn't get out of bed until, like, 10, 11 a.m. Is, is that gen- lucky. Is that generous? Uh, no, I mean, no, nah, 10, I've gotten better. It's probably, like, 10, 11. I have my days where I, I yeah, I mean. Like, noon? Don't worry about me, okay? I'm living my life. No, I'm a little worried. I don't sleep. I can't do that. I know. It's just. I don't, I don't sleep during the week. I get all my sleep on the weekends. I'm so sorry. That makes me so sad. Okay. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Anyway, he goes home. He shares the bagels with Max. As I said, he does mow the lawn at like 10, 11 that morning. Uh, Prior to that, Max said he paid some bills. He was playing Scrabble online. So like, you know, he was normal. Yeah. Normal stuff. Normal Sunday. We are now at the part where he does not pick Lori up from the airport. She calls and calls, cannot get a hold of him. Cell phone goes straight to voicemail. Phone is dead, which is not completely unusual because apparently he was quite forgetful and like charging oh, okay. his phone and his phone would die frequently. That wasn't a new thing. Um, she thought maybe he was in traffic, but after she gives it a little bit, she just goes and stays with a relative in the area but instead of just heading home. She just figures okay. he just forgot something, whatever, car trouble. It could have been something like that. Yeah. So at some point, she speaks with the wife of Robert's boss. Okay. Somehow they had phone, exchanged phone at, numbers. At the, at the, uh, the law, the law, the law, the legal place. That was a lot. Yes. I, th- I think Lawyer probably. is the word I was thinking that, of. That would make sense because if it's a friend of his, that would, that would make sense. Uh, she learns that he did not show up for work that morning. In addition to not picking her up, he also was not at work. So she's like, okay, all right. Next day, she heads home. This is what she finds when she gets home. His phone, his keys, his passport, and his high blood pressure medicine are all there. Mm. His dirty laundry is unattended to, you know, everything's normal other than, like, his stuff being there. Um, okay. the lawn, yeah, the lawnmower was put in its spa- 
like so it wasn't like an abrupt leaving situation like the lawnmower's put back where it should be okay yeah, yeah, yeah that's normal apparently he had two pairs of loafers that were his favorite these were the shoes that he wore he was very particular about that he liked these shoes okay both he had two pairs both pairs are there oh Oh, okay. He had no shoes on. Does he only have those two sets of shoes? Those are basically his shoes. Those are the shoes he wears. Oh wow. Okay. Except for I would imagine in the winter, like winter boots, but like those are his shoes. These are the shoes. Right. You would know that those are what he wears. His car still in the driveway. His Mini Cooper is there. Yes. Um, Lori's Volkswagen that he had gassed up, however, is missing. And so she's like, okay, maybe he needed a breather. He took my car for something, whatever. Still very calm, calm, like very chill about it. And then she gets a call from the police in Bridgeport. Okay. Which is where the laptop was sold. It feels like some weird mental gymnastics to like... There's a lot going on. You know what I mean? Like... Yes. If It feels weird that she's still like calm. I, obviously, I think she must be naturally an unfazed type of person. That it, it takes yeah. a lot to really jar her. Plus, she's also she's a mom. She's been married to him for so long. He probably has weird quirks, especially if they were separated for a while. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like maybe oh. maybe he has moments where he gets yeah. just gets overwhelmed. Okay, yeah. No, I, I that that I get like. It's, you know, yeah, kind of reading the other weird. person, learning their patterns, and you're like, oh, okay, it's not crazy of him to go off for a weekend. Right. So, as I said, the Volkswagen is missing. The police call her. Max has been arrested the night before near the same spot where the laptops were likely sold because he was trying to get drugs again. Oh, shit. So, Max had lied to police that his mother had allowed him to use the vehicle she hears this and she goes absolutely not he is not allowed to use the car Mm -hmm. so eventually he gets released on twenty five hundred dollars bond he does get um he pleads guilty eventually to that but uh he is was not involved in his dad's disappearance he has no idea where his dad is it's just weird he happened to have the car that was missing so yeah all the cars are accounted for that's what i'm trying to get at gotcha you know there's a lot going on all right. Um, because they were going to hike the Appalachian Trail, they notify Park um, Service. Just say, hey, just in case he wanted to go ahead, maybe he's doing a surprise for us. Like, you never know. Maybe he just wanted to get a jump start. Right. Be on the lookout for him. We don't know where he is. So they did that. He also gets entered into the National Missing and Unidentified Persons Log. That's within about a week of when he disappeared. Okay. That was July 28th that he went missing. We now come to August 6th. This this detail, I just, I, as, I, I don't know, I'd be so weirded out if so I that's, noticed this. That's what, like a little over a week? About a week? A little over a week, because there's, what, an extra day in July, so, yeah. That's about, yeah, that's was, about right, maybe yeah. like I'd never days, have any idea how many days, days are in any months so that's what i was asking <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna go with like eight nine days so it's now august 6th 
and there's a really bizarre update. Like I, I know I mentioned that there were keys in the house already. Right. So Lori discovers uh, Robert's wallet and I don't know if there are additional car keys or they just misspoke earlier and this is when they find the keys. They have been at the home the whole time. They were in a most unusual spot. The, the keys were? The keys and the wallet together were in a weird, just a weird spot that they normally... Okay. Just a weird yeah. spot to put them. Would you like to take a guess? In the freezer. That's a good guess, but it's it's not right. It's, it's... In the toaster. Oh, God. Could you imagine not knowing, shoving something in there, and then being in there, and you smell like burnt leather? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I imagine. That's the main problem going on in my mind. My toaster strudel smells like shit. Like what? <laughs> what factory did this come from? This sways Lori from the idea that he needed a mental break. She starts to think maybe he was abducted because she finds the wallet and the keys underneath a doll that was sitting on a chair in their bedroom. Ew. Yeah. So they're hidden underneath a doll, but they're on the chair that's in their bedroom. Like, the chair didn't just appear. That chair has been in their bedroom. Something about that's real creepy to me. Isn't it? It's really fucking weird. Like, why would it be underneath a doll? That's, yeah, something about that's very unsettling to me. So now now she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he was abducted or what happened. That's just so bizarre that that is where they would be left. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, they search his work computer. Rhode Island comes up at one point. So there's some theories at one point that he had gone up there. Um, that turns out to be a dead end. Imagine that. <laughs> so. That's um, the name of the show. Check that out, guys. So they search wooded areas in um, the neighborhood of Sandy Hook, which I didn't realize was the neighborhood uh, in Newtown. But Ooh. that is what it is. Um, the oldest son of theirs comes up from Hilton Head, South Carolina to help take care of his mom and the home to keep everything running smoothly since his father has disappeared. In 2016, Robert is featured on Disappeared, Investigation Discovery. That's when the episode aired. I remember watching it. I have been fascinated by this case. We are getting to the good part. I'm pulling up. So that's three years later? That's three years later. We now come to December 5th of 2022. That's rather recent. I would say. And this is the headline that comes out on December 8th of 2022. So three days after the initial situation. Okay. Which was seven days ago? One week? Uh So yeah, this came out a week ago. I, yeah, I, was, I was probably going to talk about it last week, but God, this is Connecticut man who vanished a decade ago found dead after living under new name in New York. Whoa, what? Yes. He just fucking bailed on him? Yes. Oh, he legit just... Yes. Oh, God damn. Yes. I don't know how people can do this to other people, especially their own <laughs> children. He's just like, man, this is too much. I need a break. I'm going to go to New like, York City. He was like, fuck this. So, uh, yes. on December 5th, they found his, they found his body. Um, the way they described it was untimely death, which, cool, thank you. I don't know what that means. 
A fucking piano fall on him? What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. So, I don't know. I think it's, like, more, like, upstate New York, not New York City. Because he was oh. found in uh, Rock Hill, New York. I have no idea where that is. But that is that is the town and the city where he was living. Are you ready for this? Rock Hill, New York is 100 miles from Newtown, Connecticut. And oh, he, he was, didn't even go that far. He was there the whole time. He didn't move around. He did, He was there the whole time since at least November of 2013. Shoot. So uh, his alias was Richard King. Um, they had trouble identifying him because obviously there was no Richard King, you know, that they could, they could find to notify next of kin. Until they found a handful of papers in the building, the area where he was living, that had Robert Hoagland on it, that they actually finally identified him as Robert Hoagland a couple days later. Holy shit. Yeah. So, Wait, 100 hang miles on. away this whole time. But you said there, you couldn't even find how old he is, right? Yeah, maybe it's just not public. But what if this is his third fucking alias? Oh, I did think about that. I thought about that. Cause, but at the same time, if there was more to that story, they would have released it unless they're working on it. Unless it, it may come out later. This is still an untimely death, so we don't know all the details. This is just Damn. unfolding. Yeah. How crazy is that? Holy shit. He up and abandoned them for a decade. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Like, what the fuck? And a hundred miles. A hundred miles. That dude's got some balls. That doesn't even feel like... You know what I mean? Like, that feels like it... No. I think I have a chin hair. I'm having a meltdown. I'm sorry. I was about to say, what are you doing? I think I have a chin hair. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Please continue. I don't have anything to continue about. It's because you're 33 now. Yeah, I know. Kristen's probably laughing at me right now. It's that's fine. when the uh, that's when the lady beard kicks in. I'm gonna make a better beard than you. All right, good luck. <laughs> and I'll have the complete package: hair on top, hair on. <laughs> All right, fuck you. I deserve. You're right. <laughs> no, I will never pull off a beard the way you pull off a beard. Okay. What if I just? What if that was the moment that I revealed that my beard was fake and I did in fact pull off my beard? Uh, considering the amount of times you've been tugging and pulling and like messing with it this whole time I, I, I doubt that I cut a shit ton of it off it could be like glued really well but I I don't know you see how much shorter it is it, no I, I didn't fully notice it because I because remember I had it in a fucking ponytail dark. last time um, but yeah I had to cut a bunch of it off because I couldn't stop messing with it and I still can't stop messing with it it's you know, it's great. Okay. So that was my headline, guys. I know it was really long, but the case that I'm doing is really short, so it's going to make up for it. I promise. We are almost done. I did. I researched this case that I'm doing. You know, I did. It, so just real quick, I yes. did have a I did have a split second yeah. where I'm like, Ashley, the whole goddamn point of yeah. this podcast mm -hmm. is that they're unsolved. Mm -hmm. And... This is fucking solved now. And then I remembered it's your. It was the headline, and I was like, "Oh right, right, right." <laughs> I mean, it was unsolved for a while. 
episode. It was, but it is now solved. Um, if you, oh, he, wouldn't it have been? He's officially gone, but uh, it would have been bon- It would have yeah. been bonkers if we covered this like a week before it came out. And then you were like, "We have." I'm sorry to our listeners. I have to retract that statement. It is no longer unsolved. Or I guess we could just update him. That makes I more sense. I am like elated that they found him. I mean, it's unfortunate that he has died and cannot answer for what the hell is wrong with him for leaving his family. Can you imagine that fucking call, though? Like, hi, we just wanted to inform you. We found your dad. He is dead, but we did find him. I would hope they, I I would hope, like, how do you break that news? You know what I mean? Like. The bad news is he has died. The good news is he lived for a lot longer than we thought. (laughs) The bad news is he's dead. The other bad news is. He wasn't missing. He just abandoned you. <laughs> hey, God yeah. damn. Turns out That's he rough. did not pick you up because he didn't want to. <laughs> right. So... Shit. What did he do with 600 bucks? And he left his favorite fucking shoes there. That's how dedicated he was. Oh, I feel like... I he feel like... I... Mm-hmm. I'm sure he bought more. What if he never mm. wore those shoes again because he was that committed and he didn't want to be identified by his shoes? Smart man. These are the questions we need to ask the police. Yeah. Any, if anyone has connections, no. I need to know. They'll immediately the hang up on us. <laughs> I mean, that's about right. That's what they would do anyway. Okay, so I researched this case in October of 2021 when I was Shoo. in yeah when I was in Las Vegas. The first Shoo. yeah the first attempt at making it a full year doing this podcast. Yep. We're Still not there, but we're getting close to an actual full year of episodes. Yes. Actual. You could listen to one episode a week and have a year's worth of listening. That's what I meant. Like a normal, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think it makes sense. Anyway. All right. I'm ruining everybody's life here with the time. Okay. So this is Portland, Oregon, December of 1958. It is Christmas time seasonally appropriate right jingle bells i think we still have one more week before christmas right so we can still do another christmas oh christmas episode next week okay we gotta do christmas cases oh i wonder if i can find an unsolved santa murder i'm gonna hold you to it or oh santa headlines you know the problem is if i can't find one i have to create one allegedly for legal reasons, this is Allegedly. a joke. Allegedly. For legal this reasons, is, this is le- a joke. Yes, this is a joke. Tee-hee. A tee-hee-hee. Cody, don't do that. <laughs> <Ugh>. Anyway. <sighs> okay. I'm going to tell you the story of a family. Barbara, 14-year-old daughter, went by, okay. <laughs> went by Barbie. Okay. This is 1958. Uh, Susan, 13 years old at the time. Virginia, who's 11. Okay. You following? 14, 13, 11. I'm not going to remember 14, 13, 11. Got it. Okay. Barbie, Susie, Virginia. Look at you. Oh, God. It's a miracle. They would vanish along with their parents, Kenneth and Barbara. So she and me. Ken and Barbie? (laughs) Oh, my God. I just got that. I thought that's why he gave me that fucking look. 
I researched this kid. I, I don't remember ever acknowledging that. Maybe I did. i Barbie pretty and sure I didn't recognize that at all. I was also in Vegas, so I was probably intoxicated. Okay. Um, last name is Martin. So the Martins were in their hometown of Portland, Oregon on December 7th of 1958. They lived on 57th Avenue in the 1700 block. Um, it was an ordinary day. The family left in their nine. On, pass- wait, on what street? 57th Avenue. I think that's about 23 streets away from uh, where the miracle happened. <clears throat> Is it not? <laughs> Christmas time. I loved that movie, like the the '90s remake with Mara Wilson. Ugh, fucking love Never that seen movie. It. Get the fuck away from me. So, <laughs> sorry, that was very aggressive. Jesus, all right. I mean, I've never seen a Christmas story. I've never seen several things that I should have seen. So, that is fair. It'll be all right. All right, they were in a nine-passenger, nineteen fifty-four Ford station wagon. The exterior colors were cream and red, so real nice. And okay. nine people fit in this thing. Ten people. That thing's a fucking sled. Yeah, that basically, basically, I mean, it's appropriate for the time of year. So they were going to the Columbia Gorge to look for um, greenery to decorate their home, including a tree, but also like I don't know, shrubbery or some shit. All it said was like greenery. I don't fucking know. They were gonna go to a park there as I put, to find evergreen shit to be festive, essentially, is what I wrote. Ah, yes. Yes, very, very interested, obviously. Okay, so they stopped for gas at, uh, it's called Cascade Locks, which, I don't know if that's an area or, like, a company, no idea. This was about 20 minutes into their return trip home, as it took about 39 minutes from their home to where they went. They were on their way back. They were 20 minutes. So they had another, like, what, 19 minutes to go? They were halfway home, right? What? what yeah, that's fine. After, so I'm assuming they did get all of the greenery, all of the stuff they wanted in the house. Right. Witnesses spot them eating at a restaurant in Hood River, which I guess is an area. Um, it says that Kenneth was holding two cameras. Why the fuck that matters? I don't know, but he's got two cameras. Okay. Yes. The Martin family would never make it home. The home was left untouched. There were clean dishes that were drying. Um, Some were soaking in the sink. Laundry was in the washing machine. Um, The night before, Kenneth had gone to a Christmas party. His Santa suit was laid out from the prior evening. No money that was in the bank was ever touched. So literally just vanished off the face of the earth. Two months later, so we're now in February of 1959. It's a new year. Right. Columbia River in Oregon. A person searching the area came upon tire tracks that seemed to match the Martins' vehicle. The tracks continued as if the vehicle went right off the cliff and into the river. Jesus. Yes. So this is in February. In May of 1959, a nearby drilling rig would become hooked onto something large and metal. It tried to pull it all the way to the surface, but the object broke loose before it could be seen by any of the crew. While there was no way to ever confirm, some would say it was possibly their Ford station wagon. But it it broke loose and they 
could never right. grab hold of it. Days after the drilling rig caught something metal, two bodies were found. They were downstream near the Bonneville Dam. Due to decomposition, cause of death could not be for certain. These two bodies would be the only two of the Martin family ever recovered. These two bodies... Oh, wow. Go ahead. I just said, oh, wow. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. They belonged to Susan, who was 13, and Virginia, who was 11. So they were the, the two youngest. Um, before we simply say, oh, they just veered off a cliff, you know, and this is just all that's that's ever going to be found of them, which is true, um, it does not seem like they just flew off the cliff. Little Virginia had incurred some trauma with a hole being found in her head. Susan, however, did not. Granted, it, that it would be a large fall. Oh, you know, that's a long way down. Um, it seems to come down to whether foul play was involved or if it was just a tragic accident. One family member escaped the devastation simply because he was in the Navy and stationed on the East Coast in New York. Donald was the only surviving member of the Martin family. So he was the oldest. He was uh, obviously mm -hmm. their son. A local detective in Oregon had looked into the case. Uh, according to him, it was definitely foul play because Kenneth didn't like to drive after dark. He wasn't going to just have them out just driving randomly mm -hmm. where they could run off a cliff. As it turns out, there was a gun, a bloodstained gun that turned up in the Cascade Locks near an abandoned stolen car. The gun, oddly enough, linked back to Donald Martin. Donald Martin. Oh. Donald Martin was the surviving yep, brother and son. Um, I thought there was no way this was going to be connected to him. But apparently, that gun was stolen from a sporting goods store several years earlier. And it was stolen by Donald himself. And it's mm. bloodstained, you know, it's... This gun was yeah. stolen by him, and it's somehow near where his family is, is found. Like, at least part, some of them are found. Right. Um... For some unfucking believable reason, they never put the gun into any evidence collection. They don't. <laughs> okay. Um, with little to no motive, Walter Graven, the uh, detective, he wondered why Donald would wa have wanted to harm his family. Like, that's, you would think that's not normal, but, like, out of nowhere, it just didn't seem like there was a reason. As it turns out, Donald opted not to return to Oregon to help search for them while they were missing. Huh. He opted not to. I'm assuming that means the Navy would have let him leave to go for a little right. bit and come back, and he chose not to. Uh, that's fucking weird. By choice. He spoke with Detective Graven on the phone. He also opted not to attend the memorial service for his family. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Donald does go back to Oregon in June of 1959 to settle the estate. Oh. Um, oh boy. He wasn't sure who could harm his siblings and his parents, but Donald didn't think it was an accident. So he thinks someone mm. did something. He doesn't think that they just drove off a cliff. Um, the police, you know, they, there was a fair bit of um, search effort, and one diver almost died um, 
and they had to return to shore and call everything off. They were really, really searching for the rest oh, of wow. them and the car, but it just got too dangerous. Um, no further evidence has been reported since. Donald died in 2003. Um, Detective Graven died in 1988. It's a very short case, but it's possible Donald has something to do with it. It's weird that the gun is relatively nearby. Obviously not at the scene, but it's in the area. Okay, so... Huh. Yeah. So my thing is... Yeah. I wonder if there's any evidence of donald being around at that time that's what like, i don't he, know was he home for the holidays because i don't think so so if 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 he's saying that it's weird that dad would have them out driving for no reason because yeah. he doesn't like driving at night yeah if if dad knew about the gun yeah he could have like family annihilated everyone yeah. let the car run off the thing and then just been like uh you know just bailed and known you know it, it is it another is it another you know parent just running off that that That's... would be fucking insane if both of them both of these cases Right. I mean, it's probably just one being colored by what we know about the other, but... I mean, yeah. Um, but that that's that's wild. Like, So it's so weird, because they're not really sure if it is a bullet wound, because that's such right. a long fall. It could, be, it could be, honestly, anything that hit her yeah. and caused that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of variables. They were in the water, also. It's a river. It's a... It's a so, 1950s car. Those things were just death traps anyway. Those are tanks. Those were made to, in theory, protect you, but heaven forbid you were in them, you also got quite injured. Right. The car would be fine. You, maybe not so much. Oh, that's wild. So it's it's really hard to say what actually happened, and I'm inclined to believe that they are all, unfortunately, um, that they died all together in yeah. the car. It's it's super weird though. I don't I don't know. I really don't know what it could be, but it's super weird with the gun and everything. And it could have also just been the like ultimate case of like if you kids don't shut the fuck up, I swear to God, like I'll turn this car around. And then but, it accidentally went off the cliff. I don't. I mean, maybe he just like fuck it. It's it's better than dealing with this shit. Uh huh. It peep. I mean it. People snap. Like people do. Like that. Do you remember that family? I think they were in California. They. It was like the, um, the lesbian couple, and they had like a bunch of adopted kids, or maybe some of them were there. And kids. they went into oncoming traffic. I thought they just. Went or is that a cliff. different one? No, you're oh. thinking of Aunt Diane, the one with Di- Diane. What's her face? I think they. She was going the wrong way. But yeah. they. I mean, it might be that that's one of them that I know of where yeah. they're not sure if she was intoxicated or high when it happened, but her husband is Jesus like absolutely Christ. not, or that she like committed suicide. I don't know. If yeah, you haven't fucked. seen Something's Wrong with Aunt Diane, it's a really crazy documentary to listen to because it really breaks it down. But I just 
we'll we'll never know, unfortunately. What's that? Uh, what's that movie with the the old ladies and the headscarves that drive off a cliff? What? That's not Thelma and Louise, right? No. Yep, that's it. Is it? Is that what happens? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. At the end of Thelma and Louise, they like fucking hold hands and drive off a cliff or some shit. Spoilers. I mean, it's an old movie, yeah. but. I have spoiled both the Lion King and Thelma and Louise today. If yeah, Lion right? King got spoiled for you, you should not be on this podcast. That is a spoiler for you. Autumn, cover oh. Harrison's ears. His little his little ears. He doesn't need to know this yet. Yeah. Thelma and Louise are finally cornered by the authorities only 100 yards from the edge of the Grand Canyon. Whoever the fuck Hal is arrives on the scene, but he has refused the last chance to talk to the women into surrendering. Rather than being captured, Thelma proposes that they keep going. Louise thanks, asks Thelma if she is certain, and Thelma says yes. They kiss and then hold hands. Louise steps on the gas, and as Hal desperately pursues them on foot, they accelerate over the cliff to their presumed deaths. Wow. All right. We're going to end on that upper of a note. Do, do you <laughs> want to hear, have you ever heard that joke? Okay, so this is the joke. This is not me saying it. Mm-hmm. I want to die peacefully in my sleep. Like my grandfather. Not screaming, flying over a cliff like all of his passengers. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this was episode 45 of uh, Dear Friends and Dens. <laughs> I'm Ashley. She's Cody. Well, I'm Cody. I'll be back next week after my birthday. I'll be older. I'll perhaps be wiser. No. Who knows? No. Who knows? The e-bike says no. Yeah. Come back with a concussion. It'll be fine, though. Will All right, we, though, well... Will we notice? I don't think so. Yeah. This this short little hour and 45-minute episode. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. We made up for it, I promise. See? Told you. All right. Um, remember, Ashley loves you. I just kind of like you all. Um, That's about right. And, uh, yeah, wish me happy birthday. Just speak it into existence. You don't actually have to take time out of your day. Um no, hit him up on Instagram. Bombard him. Kristen, you know what to do. Your Photoshop game is on point. I think she's, I think she told me she was a couple episodes behind, so she might not even hear this. That's fine. She'll, she'll, wish me, she'll wish me a goddamn happy birthday on January 17th, won't realize. That's fine. She'll still make the artwork at some point. That's true. She will hear this at some point. I'm tired. I'm out of here. All right. Uh, Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Happy motherfucking birthday, Cody. Bye, guys.